Business is a business of relationships. Yeah, and everyone loved Margie. You are a cynical bastard, you know that? To reclaim the American dream and reaffirm that fundamental truth that out of many, we are one. You hear that line? Lines for you. Don't make me laugh. For one people. It's a myth created by Thomas Jefferson. Oh, now you're gonna have a go at Jefferson, huh? My friend, Jefferson's an American saint because he wrote the words, all men are created equal. Words he clearly didn't believe since he allowed his own children to live in slavery. He was a rich wine snob who was sick of paying taxes to the Brits. So yeah, he wrote some lovely words and aroused the rabble and they went out and died for those words. While he sat back and drank his wine and fucked his slave girl. This guy wants to tell me we're living in a community. Don't make me laugh. I'm living in America. And in America, you're on your own. America's not a country. It's just a business. Now fucking pay me. What's up, y'all? It's uh, it's Brigham Young Money on a on a Thursday. This is an unorthodox meeting of of, of the boys, but um, it's Kyle here. We're uh, we're back at it again. Jordan, how's it going, my friend? Guys, I just uh, I've uh, had twenty four hours to reflect over my uh, sudden departure from Twitter, and I, I I owe a lot of apologies to a lot of people, especially people in the Joe Biden campaign and the Democratic Party. Center for American Progress. Um, I was wrong when I said the only thing that Joe Biden has progressed in the last 50 years is his hairline. I was wrong, and I feel bad about that. I've spent the last 24 hours with the uh, Clockwork Orange machine reading uh, Nira Tandon's timeline, and I'm ready to move on. I'm fully on board the bus. Let's go. Joe Mentum. Well, actually, not that Joe Mentum, because I no, that's bad. Uh, let's go, Joe. <laughs> we're riding for Biden. Greg, what about you? I know. I know you're riding for Biden. After that speech, man, I don't know. I, I first of all, I really want whatever Joe Biden's on. They've got him on like the Ronald Reagan second term cocktail. It looks so good. Yeah, man. He so. That man is shining. He is having his one shining moment. You know, I might just be on the Biden train. I might just be vibing with Biden now. Vibing with Biden. Honestly, um, yeah, I haven't felt good, and I don't even fucking remember last time I felt good. So give me some of that Joe Biden, that that sauce. I'm, I want to get lost in the sauce like Joe Biden. Um, we just finished watching the uh, commence, commencing speech of the DNC, which, of course, Joe Biden took to the stage and really just wooed us all away. But before we get to that, I mean, chills, I, just, I do need to be chills. honest. Though. I, I did not watch that. And the only DNC that I've watched this week is Donovan Mitchell going nuclear on oh the court. Dude. Oh my God. That's we, my, yeah. that's my DNC right there. So, and I'll say it, I've said it before. I'll say it again. The only 45 we acknowledge is Donovan Mitchell. Hell yeah. Absolute king shit this week. Um, 
which yeah so jordan was off twitter today he mentioned the, like i woke up to a message from jordan in slack today that said i'm gonna take a vacation from twitter before it makes my brain explode next message from greg lmao steve bannon got indicted so <laughs> it was just that kind of day today where um <laughs> I feel like I willed this into existence too. It's like the moment I like decide to like just lock my account and delete all my tweets. Like, oh hey, by the way, you know that one guy that everyone hates? Yeah, he's going to jail. Oh yeah, <laughs> this is the universe just straight up saying fuck you. You need to stay off Twitter. It was well, it was just and it was just a constant stream. The second right after, like Jordan said that it was Steve Bannon gets arrested um, while he was on a boat by the arrested, uh, postal by the postal service, who apparently the has postal agents. Service. Yeah, the Dude. postal inspectors went and like, I'm gonna say the postal inspectors are the only good cops because come on, like, what are they really policing? They're they not doing no anything horrible. They had an, like a law enforcement division of the postal service. Yeah, I, I think every sort of federal department that has like any sort of like regulatory ability has federal agents. It's like you'll yeah. see like IRS federal agents too who have guns and stuff. Like same thing with like the SEC and all that. They're rare, but they're out there. Yeah, and then and and then we basically had we had Lyft basically shutting down operations in California because they didn't want to call their employees employees. We had I fucking hate when I have to refer to people who work for me as my employees. <laughs> it's well, fucking trash. Dude. Well, you know it. what? They got that court injunction, so they don't have to do it right now. Let's just mm. let's just admit it right now. Strikes work, baby. They really yeah, do. Yeah, up for Lyft do. and uh, Uber. Good job. Yeah, shouts out. Um, there was that one. There was Andy No tweeting about the far left Utah State Senator who sent Madalena <laughs> McNeil ten dollars on Venmo to incite Antifa terrorism. Dude, all the fucking people who lost their absolute shit over the idea of a law that says if I'm if I just like hand my gun to someone and they kill someone, then I'm partially responsible. All those people who lost their shit over that are like loving this like Madalena getting um a, a potential life sentence for allegedly buying paint or loving the idea of far left Utah state senator sending $10 over Venmo. Like they're loving this shit. Oh, it's the, so weird. The fraternal order of police just jizzed in their pants the moment oh they saw that. Oh my God. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we were just going through like Twitter hell today and Twitter, we were the trials and tribulations. But one of the, um, you know, big things that did get announced on Twitter today was that Hunter Biden was going to be speaking at the DNC, which, of course, the absolute boy. We love Hunter Biden. He uh, we've been clamoring for the Suns debate. And honestly, I think this may have been a bit of a um, a preview, a preview, because I think he looked great today. He looked sharp. He sounded great. Um, I think it's going to be good. And we'll get a, into the DNC for sure. He had a few sips of daddy's cocktail, <laughs> rocking and rolling. Yeah. I, I, I actually feel bad for Hunter, too, because it's got to be such a just kick in the ass. So, like, go to, like, this convention for your dad. And all there is is, like, just wall to wall tributes to your brother and, like, next to nothing about you. It just, I know. yeah, it, it's just like a walk hard where the dad just goes, like, wrong kid died. A wrong kid died. And then, <laughs> dude, they would have well, to at least explain. He, he, he can walk explain. on. 
<laughs> could walk on stage and be like, at least I'm alive. I know. They would have to explain why he, like, they don't want to talk about Hunter because they'd have to explain why he didn't serve any, like, prison time for all of his multiple drug charges or, like, why he got a job on the Amtrak board or, like, why or, like, he was on that Ukrainian energy company's board or whatever. Didn't he, like, doesn't he have, like, a hidden son or something like that or, like, oh, impregnated yeah, some yeah. woman? He impregnated an Arkansas stripper. Yeah. Oh my god. Out of democratic personalities, I thought that would definitely be more of a Bill Clinton thing, but no, that uh, definitely seems like a Clinton thing, and which we will just, also. You know what, to. guys? He's just a really big Paul George fan, and he felt loves like he had to follow in Paul George's footsteps <laughs> by knocking up a stripper. Oh, oh this, man! Playoff oh. P does crack, but you know, I got respect, uh, fellow veteran Hunter Biden, who, although his service was cut short by a. Uh, by a horrific nose injury. Um, oh my still got to respect the troops. <laughs> hey, they, they don't call it marching powder for nothing. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, okay. So we have, we, we have Hunter coming up. Um, we had him at the DNC today, but um, this, we, we were, we initially had an episode scheduled to be released earlier this week. Um, we actually ended up having to um, store that one in the archives. Um <laughs> I don't, I don't know how much, basically, you know, when you, when we've said redacted, this was a redacted episode that we couldn't put out, um, due to the retaliatory nature of, um, certain powers that be yes look out for it on the best of album in like 10 years or something. Yeah. We we'll release it event when it's safe and hopefully we can look back at it. Um, you know, with, with bright eyes and shining spirits, but um, something that did happen that was tangentially related that was really kind of a funny, horrific thing um, was someone who's been really incredible during the pandemic so far has been Mike Lee. Oh, Mike has Lee been. has been he's been he's been playing the hits. He's been playing the, you know, like, why don't we search the Constitution and pray about it for the answers as to whether or not we should be wearing masks during this pandemic? Like he's been saying shit like that. Yeah, he's doing like the Rand Paul thing. It was like, too, like, mask on in the Constitution. Oh, my God. I really hope uh, Mike Lee has a neighbor that doesn't like say, him. Does Mike Lee have a cool neighbor? <laughs> or if he oh, wants oh. to join a, you know, baseball game anytime. It's, uh, uh, parody. Uh, party. Uh, parody. Um, anyway, so <laughs> Mike Lee tweeted something. Um, you know, these teachers are very not protected by the state and everything right now. And everyone's going back to school this week and next week. And teachers are basically on their own in a lot of ways. And, um, you know, Mike Lee took a pic or took a screenshot of something that uh, this creative teacher did who, you know, on her own volition, basically created a, a socially distant classroom with like little dividers that were pretty cute between students, which is one of these heartwarming stories that's also really bleak. That's like, OK, we're leaving it up to teachers to be the ones who are, you know, we're controlling a pandemic at the classroom level at this point. So Mike Lee basically was like, does this look like a fun way for kids to learn? And he just got fucking toasted on Twitter. Like literally everyone was just talking shit to him. Um, and he ended up deleting his tweet and apologizing today, which is so funny, but he basically was just like, oh, I was actually right, but I was too flippant about it. Cause like, imagine being a Senator going after a teacher for trying to create a safe cl classroom because we live in such a fucking failed state that like, this is what it's come down to. And you as a U.S. Senator 
are saying shit like this on Twitter. Like such a little bitch. It just blows my mind. Yeah, it's a it, it's incredible too because Mike Lee is a part of like what we can pretty much just call like the asshole caucus of the U.S. Senate. Yep. Like him, Rand Paul, and like Ted Cruz are like the they're like the three amigos of just being complete fucking pricks. But speaking speaking of Twitter guys, I have to issue a correction on a previous post of mine regarding Mike Lee. You do not, under any circumstances, gotta hand it to him. You really don't. God damn it! I hate him so much. He sucks so bad. Like He's honestly, the fucking worst. Mitt Romney makes him look like he makes Mitt Romney look look pretty decent. Honestly, like Jesus. Just absolute dog shit. He he's part of the dying breed of Tea Party um, of of Tea Party Republicans that are very swiftly being replaced by QAnon folks. Um, Honestly, which, thank God. Uh, <laughs> QAnon folks are way funnier and way cooler than the Tea Party folks. <laughs> I think you can actually probably talk like QAnon people in the supporting things. You just have to like word it the right way too. It's like absolutely, uh, you know. Uh, Health insurance companies are full of uh, child predators. We should probably oh get rid of them. God, dude, that's a genius idea. Yeah, okay. Actu- actuaries are going through your charts to see if your children. Oh, holy shit! Actually, that's fantastic. Let's okay. do it. That honestly rules. All right, I'm gonna try to infiltrate again. I want to do like a. I mean, there's been so much QAnon shit since the last time we talked about um, Operation Underground Railroad. There's like so much stuff to go into there. Um, but like first, the- let's talk about. Um, you know, we mentioned that Steve Bannon, handsome, dashing, uh, what Hitler had in mind, Steve Bannon, he he got arrested while he was, quote, at sea today. And the reason he got arrested was because of a little thing called the Build the Wall Fund, which was, oh. I don't know if people remember, but it was a group of people who started this go was it was it on gofundme i think it was yeah it was like i, was I believe literal, so yeah it was, it was a literal, literal gofundme I think, they, I think they may have gotten banned from gofundme so they created their own like <laughs> like fundraiser page but basically the build the wall fund was like okay the do nothing radical left antifa communist mark supporting democrats will not give trump money to build the wall and we've run out of fema funds to build the wall so us regular citizens who understand the dire need for this fucking wall are going to crowdfund a wall that spans the entire southern border of the United States. And this was apparently um, made up of the organization that was running this uh, fund was made up of some pretty legitimate people. Um, Jordan, tell us about some of the character <laughs> characters in this in this incredible cast. First off, I want to introduce you to a character by the name of Audrey Strauss. He is a veteran of the United States Air Force, and we salute him for his service. Uh, he decided to take the money from this uh, this fund and buy a boat named Warfighter. No yes. fucking way, dude. That rule. Oh, it was <laughs> straight the, out of a yeah. Michael Bay film. Dude, these oh, are Trump is. supporters who straight up gave their own money to this fund to build the wall. So any type of grifter that got onto this to buy a boat, like I salute absolutely. Which is funny because like Matt Chrisman came up with like the exact same thing too. It's like, oh, you want to help me build a wall? I'll uh, I'm gonna might be buy a boat with it too, but you know I'm gonna build a I've wall the, too. I've got oh, the yes. the tweet pulled up. And it's oh from September fourth, twenty seventeen, and it says, "Since Trump won't do it, we'll do it ourselves. Contribute to my GoFundMe to build the wall. Help me buy a boat. Uh, make America great." 
Dude, oh. he not only like, he not only could not be the more voters, on the nose. He not only predicted the voters for Trump, but also the literal GoFundMe for the wall, which is an actual thing that happened among. <laughs> You know, so you get all these people who can't pay their medical bills. You got people who are going broke because of cancer and they're getting evicted. There's a GoFundMe there. And then you got one to build the wall, then some more cancer ones. Just fucking mind blowing. All right, Jordan, keep going. <laughs> oh, all right. Actually, I was wrong about the guy. The, the guy who bought the boat called Warfighter is Brian Colfage. Ooh, who's one a, of the other members. Yeah. Was, oh, well, the other celebrities we got to, we got uh, Kurt Schilling. You know, fucking hero. You know, and I, I can't believe it either. I, I don't think Kurt Schilling would ever like take advantage of any sort Dude, of like. Why was he on the board for this? Like, just these people were just sucking money from this. Like, a celebrity, even... like Teacot celebrity. That's all you can. It was, really it was say. to raise money to. Oh my god. Oh yeah, but I mean, also like you gotta find like a a celebrity that's a conservative who's also willing to be on the take. And yeah. we know from past experiences with Kurt Schilling, especially with the state of Rhode Island, that he definitely is. Oh, my God. What a oh, guy. Yeah. And uh, we also got uh, Flair Sheriff David Clark. Uh, king. Who, you know. Absolute king. Famous for having like 900 badges on his uniform. Like he's a North yeah. Korean general. And he also. Like, he, looks, he looks like the greatest manager of a TGI Fridays ever. Well, he always always no. wears a cowboy hat too, so he's definitely more like Texas Roadhouse. But, <laughs> but yeah, it's just it's just amazing. Also, Eric Prince, you know, uh, definitely a good person. You know, no yep, just rules. Fucking king. Hands yeah. definitely clean of blood. Specifically about um, David Clark, just Google Sheriff David Clark and look at that fucking uniform. Every- <laughs> or you can go into like the brutality that he. No, just only look at the uniform. sheriff. Yeah, he's Milwaukee. one of the worst people. He's like him and him and Joe Arpaio are just yeah, like classic. But um, just one and the same. Just oh. like one of the most uh like famous goatees of all time as well. Just incredible work there, guys. He kind of looks like an emaciated Carl Malone, dude. <laughs> dude holy shit! Oh it's like God. if if like Carl Malone <laughs> all of a sudden got like a really like was like six oh or seven weeks God. into uh. Into chemotherapy. Oh my god, that's horrific. He looks like current Carl Malone. I like someone ran into. I saw him a jazz subreddit that I randomly uh, show up at sometimes, and um, someone ran into Carl Malone at like in rural Alaska, and he straight up looked like he had been doing the uh, like Survivor Man shit out in the forest. So, um, did you mention Eric Prince Jordan? Was that was yes, that the I old, did. Old name I heard. Wow. Uh, yeah. Formerly of Blackwater, formerly of Academia, formerly of Z, formerly of... I, I don't know what Blackwater They're going back to Blackwater, I think. Are they really? Oh, well, I guess you can't... When you're it. under the Trump admin, you can just do that shit. So. All right. going to hang out with Tim Ballard. All right. So I found out some more information about our fun troop guy who was like at the forefront of all this. Uh, Colfage then used funds to pay for his own personal expenses, including, among other purposes, home renovations, payments towards a boat, a luxury SUV, a golf cart, jewelry, cosmetic surgery, personal tax payment, and credit card debt. You know he's a freaking uh, Cadillac Escalade kind of guy. Oh, absolutely. Even better, he took his boat, Warfighter, into the Trump boat parade. Dude, yes. He really is a real-life Jesse Gemstone. Dude, he really is. But the way, like, these people are so, the people who donated are so cucked for Trump that they probably are totally cool (laughs) with this all happening. No, they're all Coen Brothers characters. Oh, my God. That's so good. Um, 
So what's funny about this? I mean, there's a shit ton of things that are really funny about it, but like, what, n- number one, like there was some um, viral footage of part of Trump's wall being blown over in the um, on the U.S. Mexican border, and oh, it, yes. turns, it turns out that portion of the wall was part of the wall that was paid for by this <laughs> fucking fund. It was so. <laughs> Chef so, kiss. So what's, what's what's even better about that is that at one point Trump was, you know, Trump has, has claimed many times it's it hasn't been a topic as of late, mainly probably because of this shit. But Trump had been claiming that like wall had been being built and we've been building the wall, um, which isn't really true, but sort of is true. Like they were building it with some of this fucking money. And so now that this has turned out to be a gigantic fraud and Steve Bannon is probably going to prison for, um, for this. He, um, you know, this uh, Trump has had to distance himself from this wall and he's trying to pretend like he was, he had no part of it, which is incredibly hilarious because um, I'll probably have Jordan plug these in after in, in posts, but there's some, <laughs> there's some, there's an incredible video of Chris Kobach from Kansas basically saying, I had a really good conversation with the president and he is on board. He <laughs> loves this project. He is all in. He said, this is great. Um, I was speaking with the president and we were talking about a variety of issues and uh, he, the topic came up. I mentioned that I was working with We Build the Wall and he said, Will you tell the people you are working with that this project has my blessing? And he went further and he said, I want the media to know that this project has my blessing. He was really making a point uh, that uh, he was behind this. So basically now we're in a co- we're in a competition between who's the bigger liar between Chris Kobach and Trump. But also there's a great tweet from Brian Colfage back in 2019. And he, <laughs> he said, he tweeted a picture with um, Donald Trump, or excuse me, Eric, Eric Trump, and says, <laughs> had a great night at Mar-a-Lago supporting We Build the Wall with Trumpets Group. So this shit was very much uh, part of the <laughs> part of the Trump platform. Not just not just that, but Andrew Kaczynski, K-File on Twitter, had a, mm-hmm. a post today where he posted a video of Donald Trump. Trump Jr. Mm-hmm. praising the We Build the Wall yep. and Brian Colfidge at a 2018 yeah. event and quote said, this is private enterprise at its finest. Oh Doing God. it better, faster, <laughs> cheaper than anything else. What you guys are doing Dude, is are, amazing. This is the Operation Underground Railroad of building the wall. Oh, you know, yes. This is, when you're just constrained by bureaucracy and you just have to take matters into your own hands. You just build a shitty wall that doesn't work, defraud a shit ton of people, and then go to prison for it. That's private. That's that's private business that it's fine. Listen, man, they don't make those Eddie Bauer limited edition Ford Explorers for anyone. Oh my god, <laughs> those were those were classic, dude. Oh. The leather in those. Whew. Oof, boy. I had, I had a friend in high school that had one of those. Hell yes. Yeah, I put a couple of like gigantic too. subwoofers in that car. Boy, I, we were we felt really cool and. We were 15, 16. So you guys want to know one more hysterical thing about all this? I mean, beyond me. everything, because it's just it's amazing. so good. Just remember how much shit Steve Bannon talked about Donald Trump in like the last six months. Yep. yep. Uh, Donald's not going to forget that. So you can probably wave a pardon bye-bye. 
Yeah, so he's actually going to prison. <laughs> bye bye. Because <laughs> Trump does not give a shit with his pardons. He's already par- pardoned like um, Roger Stone. Like it doesn't fucking matter. He'll Joe pardon. Arpaio. Anyone? If you ride for Trump, dude, he will Dinesh pardon D'Souza. you. Dinesh yeah. D'Souza. Yeah, he will pardon you <laughs> if, if you ride. Like for seriously, him. you can go and probably commit like the worst crimes imaginable, and as long as you tweet about how big Donald Trump's hog is. You're yep. going to get a pardon. Yeah, but you're not going to get that with Steve Bannon because he spent like the last six months calling Trump yeah, a they, moron. Right. Yeah, no, you just have to constantly repeat a, like how big his dong is. Yep. That's it. Yeah, like Michael Cohen didn't get a, a pardon. He only got out of prison because of coronavirus. <laughs> which right. Is, exactly. Yeah. So he he's fucked oh. too. Still. Um, you just gotta you gotta go on on the Twitter presets and just yeah lo- just load up the giant hog tweets every single day at nine nine a.m. Okay, seriously, in the most like arrested development fashion ever, this tweet is Bannon was arrested on a boat Thursday morning off the eastern coast of Connecticut, a law enforcement official said. Bannon had been on said boat for the last several weeks, multiple multiple people said. He would tell people he was, quote, at sea, which is so fucking funny, which is like that opening or that, that scene from the first episode of Arrested Development where like the police boats show up and <laughs> they arrest uh, George Sr. So just have the curb your enthusiasm theme just playing in my head Dude, right it's now. So good. <laughs> oh God. What do you think that boat smelled like? Dude, I saw that. Oh my God. I saw that photo of him again where um he just like I can't tell if his skin is just deteriorating or if he has literal like jelly on his face. He might have leprosy. Gonna... We don't know. <laughs> he looks like he has leprosy, but he also he looks like he has leprosy, but also was eating jelly because it's also on his shirt. So unless the leprosy can get on your on your clothing, like, he just has so much sag. Like his face I looks know. like an actual Salvador Dali painting. Fucking awful. He looks his, like, like a sir from like the 14th century that has syphilis. <laughs> Like he's Dude, got it's bubonic so plague. Dude, there there was that documentary about him that was actually I, I I saw that at one point. It was actually pretty decent, but he's fucking psychotic. He's he was he's been in Europe for a long time trying to make like Nazi camps or whatever. Yeah, it's gladiator failed camps mis- in Italy. Dude, this guy failed to do a Nazi camp in Italy. Like he had a Nazi camp going and he didn't, it, it didn't work out even though he had it in Italy. Yeah, it's Musa, when you know you fucking suck. Yeah, Musa's I really daughter. think that Steve Bannon was spawned from the uh, incredible melting man of Robocop. Dude. Yeah. He re- <laughs> fucking God. Oh man. Just, just think about that failure though. Like Mussolini's daughter can be in parliament in Italy, but <laughs> Seriously, like you, you can't, can't open even up have a, a, fa- a fashy boys club in Italy. Like, come on. Yeah, how do you mess that up? Like, that is like no the easiest idea. grift ever. Because, like, <laughs> how do you fuck up the Proud Boys of Italy? I have no idea. Like, should- literally, it was. He, like, was renting out a big church to. Yeah. Anyway. Well, first off, he messed up by calling it like a, a debate camp as opposed to what other Italian fascists call it, which is soccer academies. Um, <laughs> Damn, hell yeah. That's for all our, our footy heads out there. Nice, Jordan. Kill it. You know, I, I know enough about international soccer. Nicely done. <laughs> um, well, so in, in other news, QAnon's back in the news again, um, even more than when we talked last, last it week. Is back with a vengeance. Oh, my God. So Q, Q people keep committing crimes. <laughs> and by crimes, I mean people are running down... Um, supposed uh, pedophiles with their cars. 
They are kidnapping children from foster homes. So there was this woman who lost custody of her child when she was when she was younger, and I don't know why she lost custody of her child, but she had been part of these QAnon groups. Probably because she was a shitty mom. Right. So um, no, it was a deep state. People, well, yes, people in her in this Facebook group that she was a big part of um, convinced her that the foster home her children were in um, were trafficking her child out. And so she planned this big raid to kidnap her child and um, law enforcement got to her first. But this is kind of like something that we're seeing quite a bit where, um, you know, these Q people, this is going to keep getting worse. And so I, I honestly think if Joe Biden wins next um, this fall, I think we're going to see a lot of QAnon like mass shootings next year. And I have no idea what that's going to mean. So I think there's going to be like a lot of this shit that's going to keep getting worse. And of course, not all these people who are posting, you know, uh, trafficking stuff on their Instagrams are going to start doing shootings. But there are people that are super into this who are very unwell, who are committing um, very serious crimes <laughs> in the name of saving children. Like it's it's fucking nuts. And I promise I'm going to do a, a like we the boys or whoever else wants to join we're gonna do a QAnon episode or pizzagate episode but it's hard to keep up with this shit because um just yesterday on i think it was wednesday trump was directly asked about QAnon in probably the worst way possible um just the way you absolutely do not want to ask trump it was basically like hey trump there's all these q people who say you're saving the world from satanic cannibalistic pedophiles uh, what do you have to say about that? And he's like, oh, well, I am saving the world. And is that supposed to be a bad thing? So he played it perfectly, basically didn't deny Q. He also didn't um, admit to it all being true. Um, but he really just got that shit set up for him on a fucking T-ball stand or whatever those things are called. T-ball T. It was set up on a T-ball T. And um, yeah, so this is just going to keep escalating. And I'm, and I'm really excited for our new future um, Burgess Owens is going to be um, in Congress, and we had multiple Q people. I don't know. It, is Laura Loomer a Q person? Does anyone know? Uh, I think her only real cause is hating Muslims and wanting okay. her accounts back. But she's probably she's a like, Q person, too. Who knows? At least Q adjacent. Yeah. So, oh my God. So she's just She just seems like the type of person who's just as... Uh, 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 just big enough of an opportunist totally. that if if the opportunity presented herself and she thought that if she went full Q, she'd win the election, she'd absolutely go full Q. Oh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. But I, it's more than just Trump that's uh, kind of embracing QAnon, too. There's been, like, Republican candidates that are well into QAnon, too. And there's been other sorts of Republicans trying to push back. And he's like, this is fucking bad shit. We can't go really? into this, too. Yeah, uh, Adam Kil- Kinzinger, who's a Republican from Illinois, had uh, put out like a statement. He was saying, like, we can't allow QAnon Congress people inside this oh inside God. this house, and which was then responded to by uh, uh, Trump's campaign spokesman. I can't remember his name. But- oh my God, you're right. I-, I heard about this. And then he tweeted this: like, when will Rep. Kinzinger condemn the Steele dossier fabrications and conspiracy theories pushed by Democrats? Uh, that was actual Russian propaganda. Oh uh, Matt God. Wolking. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this is the piece that like 
the people around Trump definitely know what this Q shit is. And they understand that Q is a big enough part of Trump's constituency that they're not going to, they're not going to outright, um, you know, shun Q. That's not going to happen. So, Oh no, they can't. This, they they kind of see this, that the margins are pretty thin in a lot of places too. So oh, absolutely. They know you, you can't. You you don't have. You, if people think you're saving the fucking world from pedophiles, you got to embrace that shit because you don't have the votes to be fucking around with that right now. Yeah, that, like what Ghostbusters says too. If they ask if you are a god, you say yes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So. Um, yeah, this shit's going to keep escalating at least until the election. I don't know what's going to happen with the election at this point, but, um, well, I mean, you already have your built an excuse oh, that if Trump loses. It's the deep state and we oh. need to fight back even harder. Yeah. It's when prophecy Honestly, fails. Yeah. So, oh man, this is kind of depressing, but I'll, I'll, I'll tell it real quick. But my, my cousin, she's a little bit older than me. She's got a couple kids. She's really close with my, with my parents. Um, but she's been increasingly estranged from her own mother. And her, the reason is, is because of this Q shit. And I learned that there's like an entire subreddit dedicated to people sharing their stories about having to cut out their family members because of QAnon. Um, and I, I didn't tell her about it, but it reminded me exactly of that whole community of people who are having to cut out their family members because of this shit. But basically she called my mom crying because she can't even talk to her mom anymore without her mom incessantly bringing up this shit who basically said um, that uh, we're going to, we're about to have another coronavirus shutdown, but really it's because of human trafficking shit. I don't know what she meant by that. Um, and I heard it like yeah. third hand, but like my mom is like blown away by this shit too. <laughs> and like my cousin, like she's losing a relationship with her mom over this. Like she explicitly said, I want you to have a relationship with my kids who are your grandkids I want to have a relationship with you, but I can't be around you. I can't talk to you if you won't talk to me about anything except this. And she can't talk about anything other than QAnon because when these people spend all day in these Facebook groups, it's so insulated that like, you know, it's, it's just fucking insane. And these, and QAnon is such an incubator for all conspiracies that like, you're not only buying on to the human trafficking thing, but it's like, it's the Trump shit. It's the vaccine shit. It's like, it's the pedophile celebrity thing. It's like Chrissy Teigen. It's, it's everything like you can't. And I, I don't know, supposedly they're into Bush nine 11 conspiracies too. Cause I don't think these people like George Bush anymore either. So oh, probably not, especially since yeah. he's been critical of Trump and all that. But Hey, if you want to ruin an evening, go on to Reddit and look up RQ and non casualties. Cause that'll Q just non casualties. That's that, the one. Yeah. That'll just make you depressed in a real yep. fucking hurry. Yeah, so it's oh, really man. fucking awful. This COVID shit's already fucked me up enough. I, I know. no, I can't do that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bow out. I'll let you guys do that for me, and then you can report back. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh my God, my my mental state's too fragile I for know. that shit. I, I've already seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a reason I'm not on Twitter anymore. <laughs> it's been one day. Yeah, it's been one day. Um, it feels like a year. <laughs> so, I mean. Uh, so to close out a little bit of like the, the petty nonsense that's going on um, currently right now, there is a, a, um, a race for in, for the Senate in Massachusetts. And we have longtime Senator Ed Markey, who's um, one of the writers of the green new deal. He's just been in, um, he released a, he recently released a really great ad um, talking about his work and I mean, he comes from a union family. He talks about like the importance of labor in this country, but 
he also ended the um, his thing his his ad saying it's time to ask what your country can do for you. And the reason he said that is, is because his challenger is Congressman John Kennedy the third. Wait, is that his name? John? Yep. John? Yeah, John Kennedy the third. He's one of the, like the most boring wet mouth motherfuckers on the planet. Um, oh, Joe Kennedy the third. Joe, sorry, not John. After Joe. Grandpa. Joseph Kennedy the third. And Joe Kennedy the third um, is challenging Ed Markey for no reason other than the fact that he's a Kennedy. He is a he's less progressive. He ha- takes way more corporate money um, and is just a goddamn dumbass. But the problem is that he is ra- he's he was way out ahead, and then now he's down in the polls. But now he's raking up some important endorsements. Um, Jordan, do you want to tell us about these endorsements? Yes, I do. <laughs> um, uh, Joe managed to get a very important uh, endorsement today. Uh, Kinta Cloth herself, Nancy Pelosi. Hell yeah. Yeah. Let's do a clap, guys. Side clap. Again, this is Nancy Pelosi who is explicitly against primarying incumbents. Um, Apparently, but that only happened. That that rule only matters if incumbents are to the right of their challengers. If an incumbent is being challenged by someone to their right, then it's totally chill which is exactly what's happening. Oh, yeah. Also, uh, shout out to Bernie Sanders, who didn't endorse at all in this race. God. I honestly really wonder what goes on behind like closed doors, this type of shit. Because Bernie... So Ed Markey did endorse Elizabeth Warren over Bernie. Um, But that said, Bernie should absolutely be endorsing Ed Markey, who is... 100%. uh, Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. I don't know why. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with that guy. I really hope it's not like petty grade school bullshit, but that's really kind of what it seems to be. I honestly have no idea. I think Bernie's probably so worried about like just in general being blamed for just in case Joe Biden loses again, just in like the... He already got he's he's still getting blamed for Hillary Clinton losing. So mm-hmm. um, Tom, just, Perez, Tom Perez probably showed him the the heart attack gun and they was going to use it on AOC or something. Dude, oh my God, I know it fucking sucks. Um, so, yeah, that I mean, really hope Ed Markey wins because we fucking hate the Kennedys and Joe Kennedy sucks. And he's basically just trying to get the Senate seat because he's a Kennedy. So that's, that's all it is. I know. And, and he hasn't been able to articulate why he's primarying Ed Markey. He straight up can't answer. He's been asked multiple times in their debates and he cannot answer the question. He just foams at the mouth because he's so fucking disgusting. Oh, I guess and, uh, I'm a Kennedy. And uh, well, uh, I so didn't I get lick, here because of my. Uh, this is just what we do, guys. Oh, yeah. We, we do this and we actually drive in the rivers. All right. That's what we do. <laughs> Oh my God! Our crash planes, yeah, <laughs> or um, just take nice drives down in Dallas. Jesus, yeah. But, um, oh, or um, walk by through, the way, George Kitchens. Yeah, George H. W. Bush killed uh, JFK. By the way, let's just put that out there. Oh allegedly. yeah, allegedly. Um, well, I mean, he's dead. So it was matter, it was but. George H. W. Bush, the CIA, uh, the mafia, uh, Cuban refugees. Um, Dude, George H. W. Bush uh, worked for the CIA, or he was a CIA person then just happened to be in the same area, but can't account for where he was that day. Hey, so. Nixon was in Dallas too. Just yep. put that out there. Anyway. <laughs> but uh, um, also just go back to really quick too. There were some of the things that Nancy Pelosi said in her endorsement too, which just like pissed me off something fierce too. Um, yeah. She said that the reason for 
the reason for endorsement of of Joe Kennedy the third was I'm just gonna call him JK boring because it's a uh, that's just Fucking what I'm gonna call sucks, him. dude. He sucks. Um, it was because of of Merkley's attacks on the Kennedy family, and also because and also because of a statement saying it's time you ask what the government can do for you. Which honestly, that is the most telling thing about Democrats is that they don't want there to be an expectation that the government is doing things for people. Yeah, don't like raise that expectations. Really, that really is like what it's coming down to, and how like um, they can't let their base have expectations for them. There, there needs to be that implicit um, expectation that people will just vote for them because they're better than Republicans, not because the government should be doing things for people in a normal civilized society. Also, I just want to say that Ed's been running a great campaign because he's done everything up to calling like Joe Kennedy a lace curtain motherfucker. Yeah. Ed Markey is he's fucking cool. He like always wears these same like old school Nikes and he like, yeah, I I, I like Ed Markey a lot. Um he's like one him. of the very few people in government who doesn't just completely suck shit. I know. He's he's with yeah, he he is one of the good ones. And um or one of the better ones, I guess. But like, yeah, he's not part perfect, of the thing but... with, yeah. I mean, for what we expect, so little. So whatever. Yeah, I'll take him over um, another like political dynasty asshole. Jesus, dude, it really, really sucks. I fucking hate the Kennedy. Yeah. I hate Joe I'm, Kennedy. I'm done with Kennedys. I'm done with Clintons. Let's move on. Yep, absolutely. Like all of um, them. All of them. Yeah, dude, all the dynasties. Don't worry. No more. Who's excited for Chelsea in 2024? <sighs> Chelsea Galane ticket 2024. Um, speaking <laughs> of uh, speaking of our incredible friends of the Democratic Party, in the last episode that we're never going to publish and that we'll never see the light of day that we did fully record, we did mention a few things that took that take that took place that took place at the DNC this week. Um, so the DNC, the Democratic National Convention, took place over a series of zoom calls, but was broadcast obviously on, you know, all your major national stations. Um, I'm so glad I don't have TV anymore. (laughs) Yeah. The only way you could really describe the mood of the DNC is it was a bunch of like cyber happy hours for a company who's about to go through massive layoffs. How did Marion Williamson describe it? Uh, like an, an ad for Marriott or something like that. (laughs) Yeah. I, Oh my God. Marianne Williamson. Um, just incredible she's just only gotten better she's my new bernie bernie's dead to me so i'm just going to shift all my energy to marianne she has not let me down bang bang orb gang yep so mark mark ruffalo noted bernie guy he said watching the dem convention it's so good to see so many diverse people coming together to address racism and the promise of america there is a sweetness and kindliness about this production. Marianne Williamson said, no, but I'm I'm sorry, but they did not address racism. They showed a lot of beautiful pictures of PLC and made references to BLM, but there was not one mention of an actual policy to help end systemic racism. It's like binge watching a Marriott commercial. <laughs> Damn. So Bruce Banner yeah. just got Let's dunked go. on. We love we love Marianne. Um yeah, so I mean that that says it pretty well, but like it, in the last episode, I think it was the day that was announced. So the, the first day we had, we had John Kasich. 
um, which Republican guy, just fucking stupid, been anti-abortion his entire life. He busted shut, shit ton of unions. Say, like shut down half Huge. of the abortion clinics in Ohio. Yeah. Doesn't, I mean, whatever. John Kasich, I mean, is basically to show, hey, here's a Republican that likes Biden over Trump. Okay, got it. Who also like but, went out there and said like, also like we like Joe Biden because he won't go Strom too far Thurman. left. Yes, we couldn't dig up uh, any of the segregationists that have already died that Joe Biden eulogized. So we got John Kasich. We got the CEO of Quibi. Um, but oh, yeah. the big Egg star Whitman. of the Woo! show, the big fucking star of the show was Colin Powell, fucking king, the man who has million plus deaths on his hands who lied to the UN, who staked his entire reputation on selling the entire United States on the war in Iraq. We should Colin Powell. We should also or note criminal that criminal extraordinaire. We should criminal also note note that the package going into Colin Powell's speech was like a video tribute to John McCain. Jesus Christ. Yeah, there was a, Na- a shit wasn't ton of it, John McCain stuff. Yeah, too. wasn't it narrated by his wife? Yeah, yeah. Cindy McCain yeah, like like Cindy- nar- Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm surprised. Like, uh, oh, what's her name? Megan McCain wasn't there for this at all, too. Like, I'm surprised they didn't drag her out. Oh for, like, shit, is she a Biden? My dad. Oh yeah, she's God. a Biden guy, but uh, but um, I'm fairly certain that um, her husband wouldn't. Oh, sorry, Biden woman. Kidding. But uh, <laughs> but I'm fairly certain her gender husband, is a social construct. It is. But I'm fairly certain her husband wouldn't uh, allow her on there too, because Ben Dominic is just. The worst human being on the planet. You know what was really strangely missing from that, like John McCain tribute? What? Where he was uh, singing Bomberan to the Beach Boys. Bomberan. Bomberan. You know that song? Bomberan. Or like when he called his wife a cunt. Oh my God, he's the worst. Honestly, thank God John McCain's dead. Um, Listen to the dollop, the dollop about John McCain, and you're just going to realize he is one of the biggest pieces of shit in history. Just yeah, one no of one the worst was, humans. Mm-hmm. Just because he he and Trump hated each other doesn't mean um, that he was good. Yeah, like so. The enemy of of what is it? The enemy of my enemy is not my friend. Yeah, yeah, that's so, not how this works. Colin Powell, literally, I don't know if there's anyone more responsible. Well, I mean, the whole group of the Bush administration was was obviously responsible, but Colin Powell went to the UN to explicitly state, like, you know, um, use his reputation as collateral to basically send us to Iraq. So, um, we never yeah, found those mobile Colin weapons. Powell, lives. fuck the Democrats for having him having him there yeah. to be honest um we should i mean we probably shouldn't but i'm going to we should because it's a much better podcast than ours oh absolutely plug but plug, if plug. you if you really want to get into the nitty-gritty of colin powell and the war criminals of the iraq war spend i don't know 10 15 hours and and dive into blowback the blowback yeah, so- pod with noah colwin and brendan james yeah yes, so please. um it was a stitcher premium podcast but now it's uh I feel like I'm doing an ad. Like all 10 episodes are on every podcast network. Yeah. Just go listen yep. to it after this like, one, but still listen to this like, one. Yeah. It's yes. like the production quality of like cereal. Like I know people love that shit, but like, it's like that production quality, but for something that's like way more universally applicable um, and absolutely listen to blowback. And then especially can... the Colin Powell episode where they talk God, about him dude. going to I, the UA. I almost just... wish I didn't listen. I mean, I, that podcast is fucking amazing. It's incredible. But like mm-hmm. that made me infinitely more, more mad. 
when, yeah. when Colin Powell just, got, got just, dragged out. Just look at these leftists here just uh, bringing up old shit like the Iraq war. We we fixed it in the end. There's nothing else going on in Iraq right now, guys. We just... Yeah. It's like... Nope. Nope. There's and, not. You know, it's not. We like did the, everything. It's not like the Taliban has any sort of uh, influence or power in Afghanistan anymore. We run those. No. We ran those guys out, right? We yeah, we're good. Won. Yeah, no, Our version right. of history will prove us right. Yeah, goddamn really right. So that's all fine and good. We got we got Colin Powell. Just a fucking um, immiseration, but just so, a stain on the annals of history. I think the same night was was the same night. Bill uh, Bill Clinton. Yes, on the same on the same day, the uh, massage photos were leaked of him mm. on Epstein Island. Yeah, Bill Clinton oh looking like the the end bo- end chapter of Thinner too. So just looking fantastic, like looking great, King. I mean, you sound like you swallowed a cheese grater, and you look like your eyes are about ready to roll back in your head. But you're looking good, man. God, he's so awful. I really hate that man. So Bill Clinton, um, alleged serial rapist and uh awful person um yeah so he he was there did a speech uh hillary clinton did one yesterday same with uh barack obama um michelle did one at a certain point um you know honestly like michelle's michelle bringing the band back for one last show yeah it's one last show um i you know when people like michelle i i get it i get i get that people like michelle and you know, I uh, I think she very probably clearly didn't want the VP job because she could have had it if she wanted it. Oh, yeah. Um, hey, she and this election would be a wrap with yep. a capital People W. People fucking love Republicans like love Michelle her. Obama, dude. Oh, I mean, not the ones that like not say QAnon. she's a man and like. Yeah, there is like a QAnon those people that still think she's a man. Um, the same one. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> well, because do you remember the when we talked about the QAnon people who. At the list of celebrities who got executed, yeah, Michelle she was one Obama parentheses Mark. There was like Michael or <laughs> Mark Obama. My God, yeah, that was ridiculous. So Michelle spoke. Barack spoke. Um, was Brock today or was that yesterday? Oh, that was yesterday. I think that was he yesterday. was a lead into Kamala. Kamala. I'm going to get Kamala. that right one of these times. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, we keep fucking up her name. Thank you, um, Randy Rainbow, for letting me know how to say her name properly. Yep, shout out uh, to yeah. Randy Rainbow. Um, Kamala, hers was whatever. Um, Barack's was pretty bad too, in my opinion. I, uh, he wasn't his like charismatic self. Yeah. I don't really have anything to say about his is just like, you know, he doesn't want to be, he doesn't want to be bothered. I mean, well, I mean, he fucking says that, but then he bothers, he's fucking stepped in and made this whole thing possible. So he only, he wants to be bothered with what's important. He only wants to jump in there when he thinks his legacy is on the line. So, like, when it looks like Bernie Sanders is going to win, which is going to be a complete repudiation of not just Donald Trump, but also Barack Obama. His politics, yeah. Yeah. He comes in there and is like, okay, uh, you got to drop out. You got to drop out. You stay in. And then just kind of just clears the field for, for Biden there, too. But you don't get, like, the – you get, like, the friendly sort of, like, ah, shucks, Joe Biden's my best friend. You don't get the, you know who can really fuck up a cup of coffee? Joe Biden. Yep. Oh my God. Yeah. So, so Obama spoke, but you know, all of this was leading up to today. Today was the main event. This was the Biden family. This was, this was uh Hunter, as we mentioned before, this was the ghost of Joe of Bo. And then um, what's his daughter's name? I can't remember. I don't know. Madison? Cause you never see her. She, she, she very notably doesn't have any sort of public profile. He's the Tiffany Trump of yes. the Bidens. 
Biden well, daughter. She, she, I have to look up her name. I don't want to get her name wrong. Well, she Ashley, probably, sorry. Oh, oh she has two daughters, Naomi and Ashley? What the fuck? <laughs> um, <laughs> wait, Naomi? I've never even heard of Naomi. Honestly, shout out to the, the secret Bidens. That's what I would do. That's that's way better. Oh, than my the- God. Wait a minute. Oh, Naomi Biden is a daughter that died at when she was one year old. Oh, my. What the f- Why is Joe Biden's life so cursed? He had a one year old die. Yeah, but that was also in the car accident, like killed his wife and like. Oh my God, you're right. Okay, fuck. Okay, holy shit. Okay, yeah, Joe Biden's had a really depressing life. So Ashley is his older, <laughs> older daughter, um, who was there tonight, and she she basically, you know, I, this is her. I have never heard of her before. I all I know about her is that she got a marijuana charge that she didn't get in trouble for. <laughs> That's the only thing I've heard about her. Which um, then Hunter then just said underneath her, his breath, amateur. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, so, oh my God. So Joe Biden, and this one's for the libs. Joe Biden, he's the fighter of the dark, the ally of the light. He is the new, soon to be, hopefully, potentially, American president. You got to um, read that in the Bane voice. Yeah, this oh this God. sounds like George Foreman coming to the ring or something dude, like that. Fucking sucks, dude. And I hated like so many so many people were tweeting this shit about Kamala and the Game of Thrones thing, like the fucking breaker of chains. The mother a lot of people didn't of see that grass. last oh, season. God. Let Baby me ass election. Baby election. Oh my God. The people who were like. Kamala is my mommy and Joe Biden's my daddy. Oh, and they're dude, put the us to sleep worst. tonight, and I get to go back to sleep, and they're gonna tuck me in, and it's gonna be so nice. I think my last, and it won't, won't, and it won't matter because it's just brown people who are getting droned and killed now. I, th- I think my last tweet Ooh. before I decided to just turn it all off for a while was I saw some guy was tweeting like, "There's gonna be a lot of people in 18 years named Kamala graduating from high school," and then I think I just like quote tweet and just said like. Your fucking children. You're all idiotic fucking children. And then I yep. just like turned everything off because I deactivated. Yeah, because I lost my mind. So and and like that guy. There's some audacity there to think that we're all going to still be around in 18 years. There, oh, there absolutely is. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so oh, okay. So Joe Biden spoke this evening, and basically the entire thing leading up to his speech was. You know, look how sad Joe Biden's life is. Please vote for him. He's had all these people in his immediately immediate family die. His he's had two two children die. So two two uh, children. Yeah, Bo and the daughter died in the car car crash. Yeah. So his first wife died with the baby. Um, he got remarried and had kids, and then one of those kids died, which was Bo. Also, fucked up story about that car crash that killed like his wife and daughter. He, Joe Biden, for years claimed like a drunk driver killed them. The driver wasn't drunk, like Ooh. at all. Like, and the guy like fought for years to clear his name. He was like, it was just a freak accident. I didn't have anything. And even like you look through like the police reports, like yeah, there was not much anyone could have done. Oh God, just shit happens. Don't like that. But Joe Biden loves to legacy build, even on tragedy. Like when yeah, he, like he's a when, fucking liar. Like when he leaked to the press that his like son's last words were, "Dad, you have to do it." Like he leaked that himself. Like this intimate moment between him and his son, who, with his son on his deathbed, and just be like, "Oh my god, hey, Ms. Reporter, I, my son said this to me. Isn't that cool? Anyway, I might run for president. See you later." He, God, he really. I mean. There was that that video that was going on Twitter of just like countless lies he was called out for back in his first presidential run. 
about his degree, about where he graduated in his like law school class. It's just like, oh it's my God. Plagiarism of labor, of labor party speeches. Like he, he, like he got in trouble for a few things too. Like I think he got, he failed a class in law school because of plagiarism as well. And he was just like, yeah, no, oh, I graduated constantly. No, I, I graduated Magnus some Laude. I don't know what you're talking about. It's oh, God. Well, it, it really sucks. But so you may have noticed that over the last couple of years, Joe Biden has been nearly brain dead and that's completely true. But the problem is that, um, I mean, luckily for him, they have specific drugs that they're able to give him to get him up for the occasion. The last time we saw this happen was during uh, the final debate with Bernie Sanders, where they had a one-on-one. It was, um, it was virtual because they were together, but this was like at the beginning of the pandemic. So Joe Biden was the sharpest he'd been in uh, years, quite honestly. And so this happened again. They gave him whatever the same the they gave him the same drugs that they gave him that night. They gave that to him tonight, and he gave the closing speech for the DNC. And um, in his, I mean, for for what he was up to do and what he was being asked to do, he honestly did pretty well. Um, they gave him more stimulants, um, and he basically did the platitudes. Who wants to talk about the platitudes? Uh, I was really impressed with the work that uh, John Goodman from Flight did to get him up for this oh cocoa puff joe oh my god he basically he was all hopped up just kicking all the regular democratic platitudes but um shiny and chrome yep he was all into the adrenochrome they sacrificed a children right a child right before allegedly to uh get him up for the occasion (laughs) so um (laughs) sorry uh yeah so basically you know he to his credit, he did do some good things. Like there, there, there's like a specific generation in this country who thinks very fondly about FDR and the work he did um, with the New Deal. Um, Joe Biden basically centered himself as being, you know, someone who's moving into an FDR role uh, this next year potentially. And this is important because I mean. He's not wrong about the like what he's up against potentially, but the problem is that just earlier today, he one of his like economic advisors said that quote the cupboard is bare and that basically you know which is always something you hear right before they're about to institute austerity, and so when 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 Democrats you know fearmonger about the deficit, it it it's always a really bad thing. So. And to, to, Bernie, to Bernie's credit, he spoke out very strongly against that because that's bullshit. There's the, the cupboard's not bare when it comes to the military, when it comes to Wall Street, when it comes to any rich people. Oh, corporations. When, it, when it comes to money machine go burr, like we can we can <laughs> control a lot of things just with through monetary policy, too. But we never want to do that because like, oh, well, you know, if we if we if we go crazy here, then, you know, inflation will rise like, OK, well. The six richest human beings on the planet just gained an additional like sixty-eight billion dollars in the last six months. Yep, that doesn't seem to make the the inflation go up. So what are we talking about here? Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's really bad. But so in Joe Biden's speech, he he centered four main crises that we're dealing with: a pandemic, um, the economic crisis, the racial injustice crisis, and also the cli- the crisis of climate change. Um, starting with the last one in particular, he, he does have an actual decent climate plan. And I don't know, a lot of the shit was pulled from the green new deal, but it's will it's, it's woefully, 
um, insufficient. I, and, and, and we know that with, when you, when you already compromise against yourself, you're just, it, it's, it's really bad. That's basically why, even though we had Obamacare, we still don't even have the public option or anything like that. Yeah, his single payer. His exactly. environmental plan would have been a great thing in 2004. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So specifically when he was talking about the pandemic, he did mention, you know, we have an insane amount of cases. We have an insane amount of deaths and the Trump administration is directly responsible for a lot of that shit. And basically um, firing the, or getting rid of the pandemic response team um, in the CDC defunding the CDC, basically removing the person that was in China, you know, just so many, and there's a really good financial times article about all the shit that Trump did specifically that have led to, and this was written back in May that has led to, you know, the horrific shit that we've seen. But um, something that Joe Biden mentioned also during the pan, when he was talking about the pandemic was people losing health insurance. And I thought this was, was particularly interesting, specifically thinking about um, all this shitty fucking redundant conversations we had to have about private insurance when it, when it was during the democratic primary, basically, you know, for-profit private insurance is in our view, incredibly immoral and at its most efficient, um, is basically paying out nothing. So I think the business model is inherently immoral, but basically the reason why so many people are losing their health insurance is something that Bernie Sanders talked about over and over and over and over again in the primary, which was people losing their fucking jobs means losing your health insurance. And when you have a pandemic that affects the economy and people lose their jobs because of the economy, they no longer have health insurance during a pandemic. And for some reason, they can't get it through their fucking heads. How insane that is that we continue to do this shit over like why we are still thinking that tying health insurance to a fucking job is a good idea. Let's just talk about how morally repugnant it is that the democratic party won't even, even like give credence at all to a policy that 75% of Americans, not just Democrats, but Americans want. I mean, the fact that they're just going to go like, well, you know, maybe we'll try and do this. We'll do a public option this time. You, you guys seem to not like that last time, but you know, I, we realize things have changed and then they're going to fail at that and then immediately just drop it because that's what I mean, they did last time. We yeah. talk, we've talked about it before, but it's like this, it's, it's Lucy pulling the football from Charlie Brown. It's yeah, like, it's the can, it's the carrot that's, that's dangled. So we'll all follow until we reach the destination and then it's like no you don't actually get it fuck you and th and they'll give you the same excuse every single time to oh well uh -huh. it's because joe lieberman oh well it's because ted kennedy died it's like oh that's great that left you with 58 votes yeah look what, what the republicans can do with 50 votes i know i can you fucking imagine what the republicans do would do if they had a super majority they like would, we would they would make the democratic party illegal i have no yeah. like we would probably be in prison for going to protest. Oh, no, like, they they would definitely just like re-enable the Espionage Act and probably like pass like the German Enabling Acts and things like that. Just like fucking go full true. bore. Unreal. But then I again, like even... the Democratic Party wants the same thing as Republican Party. So they'll probably still yeah. prop them up still. Who knows? Um, you know, along that same lines, like Joe Biden specifically said, it's not this bad anywhere else, which he's specifically like he, he's very he's correct on but he was he specifically mentioned like you know united states compared to places like canada or japan or south korea or like places in europe 
But the funny thing about that is especially contrasting that with what he said about health insurance is like, that is also something that people don't have to worry about in other countries. When you lose your job in Canada, when you lose your job in any developed nation in Europe, um, you don't lose your health insurance because it's not tied to your job. Because sometimes when you need health insurance the most, you've also lost your job. So like, it's really frustrating to hear Democrats in general, but specifically Joe Biden in the speech talking about the pandemic, talking about like, it's, it's not this bad anywhere else. You're right. It's not, but that's also because, you know, there are places in this country where democracy is more of an actual uh, concept. And like, there are people that have far more control over their lives and far more control over their well-being because of the services provided to them by like a healthy democratic society. And that's just not something that we value that we value here. And that's a project that's, it's a bipartisan project to make sure that we don't ask what the government can do for us because that would just set the expectations way too high. Oh no. Also like this is all like that crushing board tweet, which was like, hmm, well I'd say I'm fiscally conservative, but socially very liberal. The problems are yeah. bad, but their causes, their causes are very good. <laughs> and just talking about insurance uh, with and Biden's plan and everything. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't Joe Biden's own campaign admit that his health care plan will leave something like 10 million people without insurance? Oh, um, isn't it yeah. something like that? But yep. that's like but that's like their own estimates, too. It's going to be way more than that. Because mm-hmm. think right. about like and what, that's also. Yeah, my God, it's not just, even the public option. Yeah. It's not even oh, no. that. No. Think about what the like the Affordable Care Act did, too, where it's like essentially people had technically had insurance. But at the same point, too, they couldn't afford the co-pays. They couldn't afford the premiums. They couldn't afford to actually utilize their health care anywhere they right. wanted to. So essentially, they had health insurance that they had to pay for, but it was too fucking expensive for them mm-hmm. to actually utilize it in any of any appropriate form. Like, this oh, is what yeah. we have with the Democratic Party. They yeah. do not give a fuck about you. No. So just to put that in perspective, we're in the middle of a once-in-a-century pandemic. Which Joe Biden mentioned. Yes. Called it. But that. if you go on his website and you look at his healthcare policy, he's still going to say, well, I know we're in the middle of this awful, awful pandemic and people are, are dying by the thousands. But, uh, yeah, 10 million, 10 million of y'all are still going to not have insurance. Sorry, folks. And that's just the 10 million that can't afford the insurance. Yeah, exactly. You still can't I mean, use anyway. It's who, probably who, upwards of like. Who go onto the marketplace and see how much your fucking premium is and be like, it's oh, fuck that. for my family. It's 1800 bucks a month. Are you, are you serious? And this is for the exactly. bronze plan. Yeah. I mean, uh, Benjamin Dixon, who's a really great um, podcaster uh-huh. journalist right now. He in particular was tweeting a shit ton when he was signing up for insurance <laughs> And it was, it was in like, he, I think he's got a family of five. I think he has three kids, but it's like, I, I have no fucking idea how people like people who are independent creators, who are people who are like, think about how much freedom people would have if they didn't have to worry about this shit. Like yes. you could start your own business. You could do all this like shit. Like it would be an economic imperative. It really would be like when, 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 when you hear people who are stuck at, who've been at a job forever and you ask like, and they've had all these ideas about things they've wanted to do. It's like, why didn't you do that? And it's like, well, I mean, I didn't want to lose this job. And you, when you think about why people don't want to lose their job, it's almost always entire, it, it's, it's, it's entangled with, with losing your health insurance for you and your family. Like it's insane. You wouldn't believe how many people I've met in the military who was like, well, why did you serve? It's like, I have kids. 
I yeah. The, People it, need fucking insurance yeah, for their exactly, family. and yeah. and like joining the military is a great it, like the the like the insurance and the and like the services you get through the military are very good compared to what the average person gets. In oh, country. absolutely. But but that's like the crux of like the military in general too. It's like we offer totally. these very benef- these very generous benefits packages to get yeah. you to sign up because if we offer this as a universal package just throughout the entire country, our recruiting would dry up really yep. fucking fast. Yep. And and. Yeah, it makes it super clear that this stuff could just be offered. Like, it's not like, yeah, I mean, if it could be offered to everyone in the military, like this could be, if you're offering insurance to literally or healthcare, like if you're creating what is an insurance pool of the entire country, you're creating a gigantic risk pool, which is, is a good thing. Um, but anyway, so he went on, he went on to continue. He, he continued with through his four crises. He mentioned the economic crisis, which is, you know, a huge thing where um, he, he talked about small businesses closing, which we were already seeing um, through this pandemic. Like there are a lot of businesses that just can't afford to stay open because the government assistance just simply is inefficient and um, and it's not enough for a lot of these businesses. So a lot of businesses are closing. Yeah. And it's it was funny to hear Joe talk about small businesses um, as someone who kicked off his campaign at the CEO of Comcast's house or like a party that he had set up. Um, and he had mentioned that, like, you know, fundamentally for all these rich people that he was talking to, um, that nothing will fundamentally change for any of you. You can you can literally look that up. You can Google Joe Biden. Nothing will fundamentally change. And the first that, thing that pops up is the salon article that has the yeah. literal quotes. That's the that's the funny thing about him comparing himself to FDR, because what FDR did when he became president was almost revolutionary. Like his first hundred days, it truly was. Yeah, was like people were terrified because he had done things that no one ever done. Like he shut down all the banks. He pretty much put in banking holidays, pretty much establishing just to stop the bleeding of the Great Depression. But on top of that, too, like he also did things like I'm gonna stack the court. I'm gonna put judges on the Supreme Court. That's gonna make it. I don't care about nine. But what that did was that put pressure on the court to replace justice with people he would want to. Like a stitch in time saved the nine, which means. They got the justices to retire, which means they replaced him with FDR justices. Absolutely. You're never going to see that from Joe Biden. You're never going to see that. I mean, that. if we would have, if we, if we would see that from Joe Biden, we would have seen that with Obama, with, um, with exactly. RBG. Like she would have retired already. <laughs> um, but oh. instead of our, our, apparently our entire democracy hinges on the uh, health of like a 90 year old woman, but it's fine. Whatever. Whose, whose cancer just came back. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's um, awesome. Just like ho- hopefully that pancreas holds up. You know, and, and like to Joe Biden's defense, I don't know if he fucking remembers what he said like a year ago. When, but so I have no idea. And I think he might be malleable to some extent. But he did, you know, he 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 did use a lot of populist talk. I, I um, David Dayan had an article where he talked about like the populist nature of Biden's run in the 70s. Um, and he did talk a, a lot about like Joe Biden has this reputation for being like the working man's politician. And like he honestly used to be at some level. And, um, you know, I, it, he's obviously sold out a thousand times since then. But he did mention like, you know, he talked about the 99 percent and he talked about taxes on 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 the rich, um, which is funny. In the 70s, he mentioned taxes on millionaires. But now we can't even mention that we it's controversial to mention billionaires. So. Um, yeah, so he went through that. Um, you know, he talked about racial injustice. He talked about climate change and then he went through and basically was like, Hey, do you guys remember Obama? Cause I'm his, I'm his best friend. And, um, 
you know, he talked, he said, thank you, Obama, which, you know, he did the meme. Um, I, I think Biden is just the right type of egomaniac where you could probably get away with that. Yeah, no, he, no, he, he absolutely is. You know, for, for all things considered, Biden's speech was, was really good. And it wasn't for us. It wasn't for people who were critical of his record by of any means or critical of policy or anything like that. But for the people who want to go back to normal, which we know is a big chunk of this country. And I was starting to feel a lot of that brain glaze when it came to the Kamala announcement. Cause she is so fucking bad at speaking. She, um, she's only good at grilling people like as a prosecutor, which is indicative of her career, I, I guess. But she, there's a reason she got fucking owned by Tulsi Gabbard of all people uh, in the debates. Like she got fucking owned and like that ended not good. Like she was like getting a little bit of like, like momentum there. And then Tulsi Gabbard just came in with a body blow and that was it. She fucking destroyed her and like whatever about Kamala. I mean, it is what it is and I don't think it hurts or helps or whatever, but it's meaningless um, this time. Like there's, there's no one that Joe Biden could have picked out of the candidates that would have heart hurt or helped him doesn't matter mm-hmm. like this is it just- is funny that he didn't pick elizabeth warren for i probably for the reasons the, the reason of him making multiple racial gaffes leading up to him announcing his uh <laughs> his his announcer or his vp where he was like you know talking about how like the the non-diversity of black people versus latino people and also talking about you know you're not a, you're not black if you're not a democrat or if you're you're not a democrat wait what was it i can't remember um, you're not black if you don't vote for Democrats. That's what it was. Um, yeah, that type of shit. Um, you know, that led up to him picking Kamala. So whatever. But all things considered, the speech was pretty clean for Joe Biden. He, um, you know, he said all the things he needed to say. And it's going to all the suburban white people who um, they're trying to win over. I I mean, if they are paying attention to that speech, I think that was honestly probably the most effective he's been in quite some time. So. Um, that was the DNC this week, you know. Uh, <laughs> cool. It was, it was, it was great. It was the best. Super uh, good. It was the best liberal version of general conference we've ever had. Dude, it really <laughs> feels like that. It really feels like that. Yeah. I mean, okay, but we didn't honest, get any. We didn't get any new temple announcements. They didn't say we could drink coffee. It God sucks. Damn it! It's bullshit, uh, dude. I crap. Mean, I. That was yeah, the there was the thing. whole thing with AOC, which was just complete bullshit. But like, uh, I mean, we know where the Democratic Party is at. We know we know where their um, their platform stands when it comes to you know healthcare, when it comes to foreign policy, when it when we when it comes to domestic poverty and that type of thing. Like Joe Biden says, he is like an FDR. I mean, he really is moving into a situation like FDR did, um, and. I still think Joe Biden's going to win. The t- the polling tightened over the last couple of weeks, um, which is crazy because, I mean, 170,000 people have died from coronavirus and the economy is in a complete fucking tank. But and uh, even more people, you know, uh, Congress and the president completely fucking failed to pass a coronavirus stimulus or um, relief package and uh, unemployment claims went way up. Because there's no jobs to go back to the people like the people who were, you know, on, on unemployment, they can't go back to non-existent jobs. So um, the economy still sucks and the Democrats are just not up for the task and not to mention all the shit that's going on with the post office right now, which um, we haven't even talked about. But like, 
you know, they're up against every single potential, like they could make this an FDR like presidency if they really chose to. But the fact that like we have people like Nancy Pelosi, you know, um, endorsing prime or, uh, you know, someone trying to primary a very progressive incumbent, like we know where the Democratic Party is at. They don't want people thinking that the government is now, you know, uh, they owe the people because they definitely do. But they don't want people thinking that. So we know where the Democratic Party is at. And I have no idea what's going to happen over the next year. And I, I, it's really hard for me to think that Joe Biden's up for the task of what's ahead, especially when they're talking about austerity already. It's going to get worse. No, yeah, we're, look, <laughs> we're looking at like Hoover's third term or second term, yeah. you think it is. But yeah, I don't see them rising to the challenge at all because they're not prepared to deal with it. Like this is yeah. this is 20 years of like corporate Democrats. Like this is their swan song. This is going to be them like, well, we, we did it. We uh, won, but we're not going to pass anything because we care more about our donor class than we do about our voter base. Yeah. So, <sighs> Well, I mean... All in all, Joe Biden's eye didn't explode while he was on stage tonight on live TV. <laughs> that was a plus. Um, you know, thing things could potentially we got three more months, man. Come on. It's it's fun. It's almost September. <laughs> it's almost yeah, we it's even, almost the nine month of the yeah, year. It doesn't even feel like the election's happening at this point because it really been, doesn't. No, it just feels like, no. oh yeah, there's a election something November or something. I don't know, man. Sick. Single digit voter turnout. Single digit voter turnout. <laughs> so Kanye's on the ballot in Utah. The post office is being completely dismantled by the uh, postmaster general. But Nancy Pelosi has issued a strongly worded letter. And Chuck Schumer is uh, talking to the Baileys and uh, figuring out what the suburban white people want. So we're in good hands. Um, things are going fine. Um, we're totally, you know, the Democrats are certainly not just playing by rules that only they believe in. Hey, man, that's this, certainly not happening. This whole DNC was just a big party. It wasn't like the band on the deck of the Titanic playing "Near My God to Thee." So, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, no! Oh, there's room on the door. I promise, there's room on the door. Join us on the door. Um. Yeah. Anyway. You know, this this will this will come out, you know, on the way to the weekend. So I hope everyone has a good calm weekend where everyone <laughs> doesn't, you know, succumb to the impending doom. Um Nearer, my, God my God to thee. Nearer to thee. All right. Well I know what the outro music is, so um any 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 parting words, boys? Mike Lee, you should box me for charity. Okay. Mike Lee, Spencer Cox, those two in particular. Exactly. Please fight Greg. Please fight Greg. <laughs> Please fight Greg. Greg is doing a celebrity boxing match. Greg, please issue your challenge on our way out. Here's my challenge. So both Mike Lee and especially Spencer Cox, I dislike both of you. I really thoroughly dislike Spencer Cox. I hate his stupid face. I hate his dumb, shiny head. I hate his Pollyanna attitude. I hate his aw shucks demeanor while being one of the most just awful goblins in our state legislature. Um, and so I'd like to issue a bit of a challenge. 
I will pony up $2,000 to the charity of your choice. I will donate to the fucking Sutherland Institute. I don't care. If you hop in the ring with me and last more than 30 seconds, if you do not last those 30, 30 seconds, which you won't, you won't. I promise you, you won't. You have to drop out of the governor race and you have Hell to yes. stop being a politician in Utah. So balls in your court, either either one of you, Mike Lee or Spencer Cox, holler at your boy. I'm very, very easy to find. Johnny Utah on Twitter. Um, right, I mean, you guys already got. have a file on me anyway. Come on. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Sim Gill, who's probably collecting that right now. Um, all right. I think that's all for this week. We'll see you guys. Uh, we'll see you guys next time. Good night. Bye-bye.